engineering and steel industry are the future of this world. It's sustainable, mm-hmm. it's reliable. So there are lots of future and there are lots of excitement and there are lots of challenges. Kiora, I'm Troy, here as CEO and welcome to Stirring the Pot. Thanks for connecting. If you're new, here's what you can expect. We're going to be talking the tough stuff, the things that keep us metalheads up at night. There are many challenges facing our industry and equally many opinions on how we should tackle them. Stirring the Pot provides a facilitated forum to discuss and challenge these viewpoints. So let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. Today, Riza Kordani, structural engineer at HERA, is talking with Saha Husseini, who is the Quality Assurance Manager at New Zealand Steel. As a qualified quality management system, ISO 9001 developer, lead auditor and risk management expert with engagement in health and safety management systems, she brings 10 years of international experience to the steel industry as a materials engineer and technical leader. Thank you, Saha, for joining us. I'm super excited to have you here. Um, I gave a little introduction before starting the podcast, but it uh, would be great to, uh, to see some introduction from yourself. Um, so tell us a little bit about you, what you do, and um, basically your responsibilities in uh, New Zealand Steel. Right. Thanks, Reza. Thanks for having me. And I'm so excited to uh, give you my story. So I'm Sahar. I'm a quality assurance manager of uh, New Zealand Steel, a member of Blue Scope Steel uh, family, uh, which is a very well-known steel uh, organization across the world. Um, So um, as it is obvious, I'm uh, I'm responsible for the quality of the product and the service that we offer to our customers. Um, So lots of tests, lots of investigations, lots of uh, product development and research and yeah to make sure that the quality of the steel is exceeding the customers and the industry requirement oh cool so how many um steel mills or factories do you have in new zealand i think you've got you, you have quite a few is it uh well um so the main the main uh, location is uh, at glenbrook uh, south of auckland so uh that's the main uh, location that new zealand still is based in um mm-hmm. also uh, we've got a few sister companies uh, so we've got pacific steel uh which is located again in manuku area uh it produces um reinforcing steel for mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. industry at glenbrook yeah. uh, we produce we produce wide uh, range of the product from structural steels to um, roofing products to um, galv products etc etc and on top of that we've got another uh, sister company called steltech um, who mm-hmm. is specialized in um, structural welded products and that one is also located in south auckland i see so you are the quality assurance manager of the whole um basically whole family oh no no i'm the quality assurance manager of new zealand steel Um, Uh, including the including the roofing or uh, or just yeah yeah that that's what i meant so including um pacific steel and all the other uh, basically meals and uh 
so I'm a quality assurance manager of New Zealand Steel at Glenbrook Mill. Um, so we produce structural steel, including the plates with different mm -hmm. gauges and different specifications. We produce uh, roofing products. Color Steel is our well-known brand. Uh, yeah, yeah. We produce a wide range of the galvanized steel. Uh, one of our uh, signature products are uh, Axis, which is the replacement of the timber in uh, housing industry or in uh, yeah. infrastructure industry. Pacific yeah. Steel is our sister company. Uh, they've got their own quality assurance manager, mm -hmm. but uh, we work closely with each other to ensure the quality of the product and service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason that I ask this question is to me, that's quite a lot of responsibility for one, for one person. Are you the only quality assurance manager or you, you're getting help? Yeah, no, no. I'm the only quality assurance manager at Glenbrook, okay. which is the biggest, uh, biggest part of a New Zealand steel uh, company. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a big job, I should say. So how does your day-to-day -day task look like? Um, do you need to physically go to site or do you do some remote sensing or uh, how do you basically perform all, the, all these tasks? Yeah, that's a good question. So I've got a team of very productive people, including uh, some leaders and uh, managers. So uh, our main task is to certify our product to uh, the national and international standards. So we have a series of the testing laboratories that I'm responsible mm -hmm. for, uh, from the environmental lab to the chemistry labs and mechanical testing lab and metallurgical labs. Uh, yep, I need to physically uh, go to the labs every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, in, in make sure that uh, everything is ticking along well. Uh, but no, I've, I've got a team of uh, operators, uh, technicians, uh, chemists, metallurgists, and leaders who look after the lab. Uh, oh, on right. top of that, as part of my role, again, because I need to ensure quality, uh, I'm responsible for maintenance of our quality management system standard, ISO 9001. Yeah. So a very exciting part of the job, uh, which requires me to visit different parts of the mill, uh, audit them, do the investigation, mm -hmm. help them to improve the process. Um, <laughs> so that's another part of my job. And also on top of that, uh, I've got a team of very professional product designers that uh, design the product in our system um, before uh, they are made. Oh, cool. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So you go to a meal and boss people around, right? They say, okay, this is not <laughs> up to the standard. You got to raise the bars or <laughs> pretty much, right? Very smoothly, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, talking to you as a, um, as a woman manager and leader, um, and also, um, I believe you're, you weren't born in New Zealand, right? Um, so in going to the uh, gold old question of diversity in, in our mm -hmm. industry and particularly in um, steel industry, how do you manage your task? And um, do, do you have some stories to tell us or um, just can you talk a little bit about it? Um, has there been, um, I don't know, incidents or, 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 or anything that you want to share with us? Yeah, that's a good question, Reza. And I think I'm a very good example of a diverse person <laughs> in the <laughs> steel industry. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Back in the early years, 
I, I should say, 20 years ago when uh, I uh, entered to university, not in New Zealand, in my home country, yeah. I had to advocate diversity because uh, I'm a metallurgist. So I, I, I've studied materials and metallurgical engineering. And I was one of the fewest girls in the engineering department of the university. I'm pretty sure you can imagine what the, how the situation was. So, um, yeah, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy yeah. uh, to um, grow shoulder to shoulder of all the men, with all due respects, but engineering in general is a very man-dominated or was a very man-dominated uh, area 20 years ago. Yeah. It's getting better, I should say. And uh, when I uh, started studying my master, I was the only girl mm -hmm. in our department. So oh, I right. always right. had to dive. So you're them. used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's that's part of my normal life to advocate diversity. And uh, then I uh, migrated to uh, United Arab Emirates. Yeah. Again, yeah. different culture from people from different countries, uh, different expectations, different mindset. Again, that helped me to understand and advocate diversity. And But I should say, uh, coming to New Zealand and working in New Zealand was a privilege from diversity perspective uh, because it's very well introduced in this country. Uh, mm -hmm. Women, especially in New Zealand still, I should say, uh, they've got a very strong position and they are it's proven that they are able to do any kind of jobs so here in new That's zealand still we have people from different cultures different countries and mm -hmm. uh, especially women we've got women who operate the crane yeah who yeah. manage oh, the, right. okay yes yeah the forklifts right. uh the molten metal ladles they manage the whole process we've got women at a very very um, high uh, management positions and it's part of our beliefs that everybody should be treated equally no matter mm -hmm. what your culture your uh, language your religion is you are here to um, deliver an objective and that's important oh cool um so going back to you uh, to what you just said you said that you had a um, experience working in united uh, arab emirates um i look at your cv basically they got a they got a huge meal in dubai is it there's a yes. um okay so just um in terms of differences uh, in terms of workplace and your day-to-day -day work, culture, I don't know, like um, anything you, you want to say. What are some uh, some differences between our own industry and um, uh, what you experienced when you were in Dubai? Um, compared they, like, to New Zealand? Compared to New Zealand, yeah, yeah. Larger operation, a smaller operation? Yeah. Uh, Quantity-wise, uh, the scale were much more bigger and wider okay. back in United Arab Emirates. So uh, I'm not pretty sure if you've ever visited a steel mill, steel factory uh, here yet, in New Zealand. But, but if you promise, take take us and some engineers from here for a, for a road trip, we will be keen. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that would be a big pleasure. But uh, yeah, if you come over and see uh, our operations here, it's big, it's mm -hmm. massive. But uh, comparing to uh, some of the steel mills back in uh, United Arab Emirates uh, or some of the steel mills that I visited in uh, some other Asian countries like China, Korea, Mm -hmm. it's it's small it's like a mini mini statue of a big big um production site so uh but it doesn't mean that the quality is compromised mm -hmm. so i'm i'm really impressed uh with the commitment uh to the quality to the compliance uh that here in new zealand and specifically in new zealand still is uh, prom uh introduced mm -hmm. All right. What is what is so special about um, steel that you're producing at uh, New Zealand? Do, do you have any special, I don't know, quality or, or, or anything interesting? Yeah, first, we have a very special quality assurance manager at New Zealand. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. yeah. She, she's number one. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but uh, quality is embedded in our industry and there mm -hmm. are some some facts that are extremely exciting so uh, again if you are familiar with the process of uh, iron making and steel making generally uh, most of or i can tell you almost all the steel mills across the globe uh, they use iron ore or scrap mm -hmm. metal as a raw yeah. material mm -hmm. we here as at new zealand steel we use iron sand as a raw material so we oh. don't use any scrap. We don't use any iron ore. We just use the sand, our uh, very famous black sand at the uh, mm. west coast of uh, North Island. Oh, right. Which yeah, cont yeah. Cont it's, it contains a huge, huge percentage of iron. Uh, we use it and uh, we uh, have a mining technology uh, at mm -hmm. uh, North Head of Waikato. So we uh, take the iron sand uh, to Glenbrook and then we purify it and we make a steel so it means the dna of our steel is a completely unique you bring a piece of steel here we analyze it and we can tell if it's coming from new zealand steel or any other industry oh that's quite cool <laughs> it so is, it's, 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 such is a, yeah. it's such a kv product then <laughs> 100% local, yes, yes, yeah, and we are proud of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's interesting. Um, so in terms of the process, okay, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, I haven't been in a meal or anything, okay, that question might not be very, um, very scientific, but are you going to run out of, out of sand or how does it work? Like, is there a point in the future that I say, okay, we don't have any sand to make um to make a steel or not really? Not in not in my time or my grandkids' time. No, oh, okay. no, we're not oh. gonna run out of sand uh, in a very short period of time. But uh, no, I don't think so. And oh, yeah. uh, the way our whole uh, manufacturing uh, system is set up. Mm -hmm should should use iron sand as a as a raw material to make the iron uh but no it's 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 a huge huge privilege to use this a uh, local raw material to make the product and yeah to me it's very exciting maybe i'm a bit overexcited because i love steel and metal and metallurgy uh but mm -hmm. i definitely recommend you to come over and see the process it's mind-blowing yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks yeah definitely definitely 
Um, so let's talk about a little bit more um, more technical part of the uh, part of your daily job. Um, you said there are different tests or different um, basically process that needs to be done to ensure the quality of steel. Uh, and you have um, you have some 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 smart people, basically leaders or engineers that they are working in this area, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the test, what 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 type of test uh, are we talking about? Like, can you in a? I, I don't I don't want it to be too technical. I just want it to be um, in a less sort of uh, scientific way, but it's still um, when when a graduate listens to it, then then she knows that what we are talking about, like the type of test that you are doing or the number of tests. Um, that needs to be done in the whole process. Um, yeah, can you yeah. can you talk about it? Yeah. Yep. Um, so the main tests that uh, we carry out uh, to certify our product are chemistry tests. Mm -hmm. So we need to know uh, what the ingredient of our steel is. So obviously the main ingredient is uh, iron. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But uh, we need to know the ingredient uh the percentage of each and every element uh, for example mm -hmm. how many percentage of carbon we have uh, i don't know uh, vanadium yeah. niobium manganese because each and every of these elements can play a key role in the application of the steel and uh -huh. uh, our our chemistry lab is a 24 7 operation mm -hmm. uh, yeah, which yeah. follows oh, our 24 right. 7 production so uh here in 24 7 testing as well is it 24 7 testing and you you would be amazed if i told you that we get the samples every 10 to 15 minutes to test oh, so right. okay. day yeah. night weekend doesn't matter we test it because we cannot afford to release a steel without testing and certifying it so when the steel is still in a liquid form or semi-liquid form mm -hmm. The samples are taken for the chemistry test and we need to send back the test result within five to ten minutes because mm -hmm. again financially we can't afford to wait for two hours because i'm tired or i'm hungry i want to take a break no it doesn't work here we need to test it and release it and certify it whilst the steel is still molten i see to me, that's a very impressive operation. It is, it is, I should say. And again, Reza, when you come over here, I would like to take you to our uh, quality assurance department and show you all the operations. Um, so people, they they know, they know the uh, importance of the job and they take it very seriously. And yeah, I, I, I'm really impressed with my team. So that's the first part, mm -hmm. chemistry test that we carry out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if the chemistry is okay, then they uh, put the molten steel in uh, some molds and make it slab for the next mm -hmm. step. If it's not correct, uh, they again um, turn up the heat, make it... <laughs> I'm trying to explain it in a, a no, way. No, no, uh, no, you're explaining very yeah. well. If I understand yeah. it, I'm pretty sure everyone will understand it. Oh. <laughs> 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 you are so humble um but again if it's not correct then we will inform the production guys okay you need to add a little bit of salt or pepper uh, to uh, make it uh, <laughs> correct and tasty and this is a process so uh, regular communication and okay we make the product and uh, so the majority of the these uh, products slabs or billets uh, come to our own production line at, at glenbrook and also we supply the raw material to Pacific mm -hmm. Steel, the billets, 
So uh, we make the billets and we send it to Pacific Steel to make reinforcing steel. Then uh, the um, slabs or billets are coming uh, to our production line. We make the product, as you know, we make a lot of structural steel for our infrastructure. And also we make roofing, we make uh, wall cladding, uh, we make framing. So we need to make sure that the product is strong or tough enough or flexible enough to be able to um, uh, last long in the uh, in the infrastructure so we do a bit of a series of mechanical tests like tensile tests we pull the product to make sure it's flexible it's strong uh, mm -hmm. we bend the test to make sure that it can stand under the force and lots of other tests but again it's it's very very exciting and again if something is wrong even a very very negligible error we reject it nothing can go out of the door if quality assurance team are not happy and satisfied with the result and i should say we in quality assurance are not a very loved department we are acting <laughs> as an independent party so there is no conflict of interest between quality assurance and production I we see. need to be completely independent and we need to either certify or reject the material regardless of the financial impact and i'm really really proud of this process all right. To me, you need um, you need a team of very skilled uh, technicians, engineers, um, uh, people with with experience and also knowledge of what mm -hmm. they are doing. Um, we have seen. Uh, I have seen some reports of uh, of shortage of skilled employees employees here in New Zealand um, in 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 our industry and other industries as well. Um, have you guys experienced uh, this shortage of um, basically skilled workers or, or, or not really? Yes, yes. We were badly impacted by this by the same factor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen a lot of technicians and skilled workers and engineers uh, left the business to join other businesses in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of uh, experienced people again with a lot of knowledge with a lot of uh, qualifications left new zealand mm -hmm. uh, because uh, they will be able to earn more money and they will be able mm -hmm. to work in i don't know maybe more exciting environment and uh, that that impacted us yes you are not leaving our industry are you Oh, no, no, I'll be here forever. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I'm not um, a young and experienced person, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so because um, I, I read somewhere that, for example, at the University of Canterbury, the number of students that they, uh, they choose civil engineering has decreased, I think, this year. And I think, I think they're expecting to, to decrease next year as well. Um, so basically, it seems it might. I mean, the report might be wrong, but basically, um, the number of uh, younger generation, say the number of students that they and and, and women, men, they come to this um, sort of more technical job, to to more this technical education or uh, or engineering, the, the number might decrease, right? Um, so one of the um, one of our responsibilities, let's say here at Hera is to just um to to have a better connection and better communication with the new graduates or this generation of of, of, of new engineers 
Um, what do you uh, have to say to to these younger generation, basically, to to make them a little bit excited about our, our industry or um, or the way that we do things? Um, sorry, I don't want to talk too much. It's it's a podcast. You're supposed to interview you, but um, I had a, I had this. I had some interviews, some like casual uh, talk with a with a few second and third year uh, engineering students, and they were super smart. They were ten times smarter than I was when I was at, at their age, but they had no idea about our industry or the way that we do things or the method that we are doing or even like the type, even the remotely, the type of jobs that we do in um, in mechanical and civil engineering. Um, so what are your recommendations? Um, well, um, I should say here in New Zealand still, we've got some exciting programs. Uh, they were um, paused, I should say, uh, or uh, mm -hmm. the speed was lowered due to COVID-19 over the past two years. But mm -hmm. we, we, we plan and we aim to, uh, again, promote them. So we have a scholarship program for undergraduate mm -hmm. engineers. Um, so we cover some of the educational costs for them. Uh, mm -hmm. And in return, they are expected to come and uh, spend their time during their summer holidays as a, a paid paid engineers. And mm -hmm. during these times, we try our best to introduce the industry to them to make sure they spend enough time in different areas to understand what their scope of interest is. And mm -hmm. so it helps. And I should say most of these uh, undergraduate uh, students, uh, they decided to come and work here after they finished their scholarship. Oh, so right. it, it shows that it's, it works. It needs to be done in a wider scale. Obviously, we have a limited capacity for that one, but it helps. And uh, another program we have is for graduate engineers, so they can apply uh, as a graduate engineer and they need to provide some evidences. And again, they, they can be easily employed here. And mm -hmm. there are lots of opportunities uh, for them. But apart from that, I think one of the main reasons that this industry, especially steel industry that I'm working, is not uh, very loved because it's not introduced correctly. I think when you talk about yeah. the steel industry, the first mindset is heavy, dirty, dangerous industry. And it's a very boring industry. You just pour a molten metal into a mold and make a product and you load it <laughs> on a container and it's gone. It is not true. There are lots of, lots of uh, researches happening here. We are making lots of new products. There are lots of engineering researches and uh, development projects through the pipeline that we are working. And I've seen that these graduate engineers, these students, they have a huge, huge contribution to this project because when they come in and when they see the uh, industry, the way the, we work, and mm -hmm. we, we are, I mean, we are not always dirty, uh, covered with a black layer <laughs> of iron. Uh, we don't have a broken leg or hand because <laughs> safety is taken seriously. And we are not uh, pouring the metal from one ladle to another ladle. No, that's not the way we work. And there are lots of uh, engineering thoughts, engineering projects, uh, improvement projects. So I think we need to somehow promote it by different side tours, by different promotion. And that's why I would like you to come over and see, and I would like you mm -hmm. to encourage others to uh, come and see what we do here. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's the main, main issue that we see here. 
Thanks. Yeah, that was a that was a practical solution, and um, by the by the sounds of it, it uh, it's successful as well. Um, so going back to the first line of questions that I was asking um, about your day to day task and 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 the skills and bits and pieces. So um, you are part of the uh, New Zealand Standard Committee for. Um, is that correct? Yeah, so I, I've been a member of Standard New Zealand, uh, Australia committee. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's a joint standard. Um, you, you, you are familiar with some of the standard. It starts with AS, stands for Australia, forward slash NZS, stands for New Zealand and a number. Yes, mm -hmm. um, uh, I've been a, a member of this committee for the past five years. All right. And I was a committee of... Uh, reinforcing steel standards. Uh, so the product that Pacific Steel produces and mm -hmm. supplies to other um, customers uh, internally and externally to make the final product for reinforcement of the infrastructure. Obviously, mm -hmm. there is a very comprehensive standard uh, which mm -hmm. is uh, used by the user to make the product. I mean, the recipe, yeah. the process, uh, the process control and the uh, certification of the product. So it's a standard uh, that uh, back in 2017, uh, mm -hmm. I had a privilege uh, to be a member of this standard to review uh, the existing standard, which was issued back in 2001. Mm -hmm. and make the practical changes uh, and uh, we were able to issue a new version of the standard back in December 2019. So it took mm -hmm. us around two and a half years to oh, issue a new so, version. So who's, who's using these standards? Are they say engineers or, or manufacturers or, or both? Both manufacturers of uh, the reinforcing seal uh, and then the, fa uh, the processing companies. So mm -hmm. Yeah, Pacific Steel makes so basically the you steel. write the standard and all they say, for example, all the manufacturers or other mills in New Zealand, they need to follow the steps that you have explained in the standard. Yes. And also the structural engineers, they use it mm -hmm. for, uh, again, it's your area of expertise. I, I, my knowledge is extremely <laughs> poor. Excuse me if I uh, miss, miss <laughs> no, no, I'm, your I'm audience. Sure, I'm sure it's more than mine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, the producer, the processors and the fabricators of the steel, they mm -hmm. use this standard. Yeah. Okay. So um, just, just a couple of questions at, uh, around these standards. Um, say, for example, you you want to write a section in a standard, you do it based on the, correct me if I'm wrong, you based it on the feedback from the industry and then based on research papers. And so you've got different sources. Sometimes mm -hmm. these sources can be contradictory. So mm -hmm. you have two research papers. One says uh, at salt, the other one says at pepper, for example. Mm -hmm. How do you choose? I, I've always had these questions, actually. How do you choose which one uh, to put in a standard, in a standard, and then or get a red pen and cross the other one? How, how do you choose? Okay, that's a very good question. I, it reminded me of a very funny, noisy experience I had back in Australia when uh, mm -hmm. I was with all these standard members. Uh, so in these committees, we have uh, members from different industries and mm -hmm. also from different regulators uh, like MBIE, uh, New Zealand, uh, 
I don't know, structural engineers, a committee. Yeah. And there are lots of contradictions, as you say. And sometimes I remember. So there are lots. I thought there were only a few. <laughs> okay. So there, no, there no, yeah. there are lots. And that's why it took us. We didn't write a standard from scratch. We reviewed mm -hmm. and revised the existing standard, which was roughly 25, 30 pages. And it take us almost two and a half years. So you can mm -hmm. imagine there That's were lots cool. of fights behind it. And also we use some other equal, equivalent international standard as a guideline. We use mm -hmm. uh, industry's experiences. And there are always contradictions uh, because mm -hmm. you cannot find two people with the same, same similar mindset and uh, idea. So we did a lot of tests. We had mm -hmm. to prove for the fact. So it's all based That's on right. evidence-based fact, not, okay, in my factory, I cannot make it without the salt. So I'm going to add salt to be able to make it and sell it to my customer and make money. No, it doesn't work like that. We need to make the decision based on factual base um, evidences. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, uh, when we uh, issued the first draft, that wasn't the end of the story. That was halfway through. Uh, we had a <laughs> consultation session. So that standard draft mm -hmm. was available to public, to everybody in New Zealand and Australia to mm -hmm. raise their concern, to vote positively or negatively. And you can imagine it was uh, available to the public for, I think, 90 days. Mm -hmm. And we received more than 1,000 yeah, more than thousand rejections. All oh, right. So, um, <laughs> so you it, have to go. You have to go through every single yes, rejection. Is, oh, okay. This yeah. is the responsibility of the committee members to make sure that everybody is fully satisfied and understand the reason behind it. It's not like reading a book and re uh, releasing it. It's mm -hmm. about the industry. It's about the infrastructure infrastructure of the country it's about the safety of the country it's about the quality of the country so it's it's a very very comprehensive process is it is it stressful to be part of this committee well i should say uh, a little bit of stress yes uh, <laughs> but i really enjoyed it it was challenging i, I would call it challenging yeah but i re learned a lot i learned a lot and i had the opportunity to meet with some well-known uh, names in steel industry mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was a privilege and i had a very good learning so the last point i don't want to sell the industry and the engineering education to anybody but this is my personal feeling mm -hmm. uh, engineering and steel industry are the future of this world it's sustainable Mm -hmm. It's reliable. So there are lots of future and there are lots of excitement and there are lots of challenges. So I would like to encourage all the uh, young students and young people to consider it. Uh, do not just cross the line on engineering because you cannot make a lot of money. It's boring. You don't have any future. Mm -hmm. That's not true. These are not the factual evidences. So come and uh, research and ask questions and make the decision after a lot of researches. So there you go. Thanks for joining our conversation with Sahar today. If you'd like to connect more with her, you will find her details in the show notes. Here at Hera, it's very important to us to make ourselves as accessible as possible to our members. 
So one of the things that we are doing is every Tuesday, I'm jumping on our specifically designed social media platform to make myself, to make myself available for all your questions. So between 11.30 and 12, be sure to be on Metal Mind so I can help you and all of your design challenges. So hit subscribe and if you like what you heard today, please like, review or share with any metalheads you know. Let's spread the word. For information on downloading and joining the Metal Mind community, the details are in the show notes.